BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, you are now routed to the world according to Chris. I am a six-figure earner from a side business. Yes, so right here on this podcast, you are gonna get a lot of content that is real, unadulterated, and the truth about business as I have experienced it, and I'm gonna give you some motivation along the way. Browse through our catalog of many different episodes where I've interviewed CEOs. I've gotten a chance to share some of my truths. And more importantly, this right here is a place for you and I to connect. So if you like this information, you can always visit our website, twac.live, and you can see even more content. If you want to follow me on social media, feel free. I'm at the Christopher Williams on Instagram and on Facebook. Other than that, thank you so much for being here. Why don't you go ahead and check out the latest episode right here on the world according to chris podcast play what i'd ask for you to do is share like and subscribe make sure somebody else sees this information because it might actually help someone else who is struggling with this particular thing because i do believe that we all got to change our approach we got to change our approach to certain uh things that we see the circumstances that we find ourselves in the questions um and i want to kind of talk about this approach and some of us have seen it before. We just weren't really familiar with how kind of we get here, right? So have you ever noticed, maybe you've been at work and you've seen this before, right? Have you ever noticed that when things, um, when problems pop up, right? I just want you to think about when you're at work. When you're at work and you notice a problem pops up, right? And when that problem pops up, there's always a couple of different types of people, especially if it's in a group and there's a problem that pops up and there's like a group that's got to solve it. There's a couple of different people in that group. There's one person who is kind of going to lean towards the most influential person in the conversation with that particular problem. Then there's the other person who's got to process it and take a little time. But this third person is what I want to kind of deep dive in. You ever notice that when a problem pops up, 
there's somebody who's really good at deep diving in on problems. Like they always know about problems. They're very, I mean, they, they know, they know more about problems than anything else. And in fact, they know so much about problems that they can actually tell you all about the ins and outs of the problem. They can tell you about who started it, why it started, um, <laughs> or where did it come from? Who's adding to it? Like if you've been ever been at work and you've ever been in a meeting, this has happened to me so many times and it, and it, and it became something that I used to, I finally started having to pay attention to about people. I noticed that some people, their, their, their lens in the way they look at life is through the amount of problems that they either create or that they keep going. You ever met anybody like that? Like, it just seems like every single day, they're really good at finding problems. The unfortunate part is in a corporate setting, some people actually get rewarded for constantly finding problems. And we pat them on the back. We probably give them, you know, a different role or two or three, right? And we make, we, we incentivize that behavior in other people look at that behavior and go, well, is that what I'm supposed to do? And so then people start gravitating toward that. So, so I want you to see this for a second, because this might be happening in your office or wherever you work at today, right? Imagine if 80 to 90% of every single person that was at work right now at your job, if everyone was pretty much focused on the problems at work, now, let me ask you a question. Would that be terrible? Would it kind of be a sucky environment? Would you like to keep working there every day? Because here's something else I noticed. The people who constantly focus on problems all the time, you know, one of the things that's interesting, they drive home with those problems. They come in the house <laughs> and tell their family, about the problems that is 20 to 30 miles away, depending on how far your drive is from your job to home. And now they bring the problem home. And then they spend another two hours after they've gotten home talking about it on social media or on the phone or whatever. And so the problem has gone from one particular moment of something that might be happening with a system or a process or a tool or whatever the case may be at work now they've dragged it out to doggone near 15 hours, right, of their day talking about this one problem. You ever noticed that? You ever been that person? <laughs> right? Here, here's, here's, here's what I want us to think about. People are intimately familiar with their problems and they're less familiar with the solutions. People are intimately familiar with their problems. Oh, they can tell you about problems like 
you've never seen people talk about problems. Some people, I mean, can deep dive into problem mode. Like they don't have another switch. It's just the problems, right? And by the way, they can take that same switch and they can apply it to everything. They see problems at home, problems with their spouse, problems with the boyfriend, problem with their, their church or synagogue, problem with their, their manager, problem with the coworkers, problem with the neighbors, problem with the cars, problem with their children. I mean, they can find every single problem that exists. And that's all they see. And then to ensure that they're getting it all, all the juice out of the problems, uh, lemon, they make sure you see them too, right? You ever met people like that? Have you ever met people where it's all about the problems? But they're less familiar with solutions. In fact, they spend very little time actually thinking and using their mind to come up with solutions. So what I thought about today is, and I, and I it, this happens a lot, right? Like it, it's not just, and I want you to think in the context of your life. This happens a lot. It happens more often than we think because unfortunately many of us are unconsciously walking around either numb to problem uh, to all of the, the conversation about problems or just unaware that I spend a lot of time in problem mode, right? I'm looking for them. I'm finding them. I'm, I'm identifying them. I'm deep diving in them. And we spend so much time there that it really makes for difficult life to wake up every day and find a problem, right? By the way, waking up is a problem because you know what the first initial conversation with a person who's always in problem mode is? Oh, I got to go to work today. Really? <laughs> I just I just want us to think about like how we show up every day, right? I want us to think about what's going through our minds. I want us to think about and be really honest and take some inventory about um, the conversations that we participate in, whether they be in our head or out loud around other people. So here's something that I, that I, that I think about. I ask myself a lot of times because this year, one of the things that I'm focused on, and this is just me personally, and I'm not saying you have to do this, but I, I would, I would, um, I would highly suggest that this might be one of the, the, the turning points that you might want to challenge yourself to take. Every day I wake up, I'm challenging myself on action and solution based thinking. I'm challenging myself every day to take more action and have solution based thinking. That's important to me because 
What I know is, is that between where I am today and ultimately where I want to be, there's something called a gap and we call that potential. Well, I don't know about you, but there's so many people who love talking about their potential. And again, a, a poten potential is where you are today and where you want to be. And in between that space, we call like to call potential. And we love to say, hey, you know what? Um, man, you have so much potential. But you know what we don't like talking about? What are you filling that gap of potential with? Are you filling that gap with complaining about what's not happening? Are you filling that gap with excuses? Are you filling that gap with like all these other things instead of the activity? Because I don't know about you, but every time I look at a space in my life nowadays, I'm saying I do this. But when I look at a space in my life where I had where somebody says or I say I have potential, I'm now looking at that and challenging myself to say, Chris, you got to put more activity into the right things so you can close that gap of potential. Why live? Put it this way. Why live your entire life always having a gap of potential that you never feel? with activity like why literally go through life having a potential gap that you never filled or you filled it with the wrong things you filled it with excuses so so instead of the gap being from like here to here the gap now is here the gap now is here and then the gap becomes so big that you you're never going to achieve anything so this year i'm taking it upon myself and I think you should too, right? I, I think we all should take it upon ourselves to stop looking at our gap of potential in life, no matter where it is, weight loss, um, the way we eat, our diets, um, our bit, our side businesses, um, you know, your, your, your regular day job, whatever it is, wherever you see and somebody's told you, oh, you got so much potential in this area, well, why don't you fill it with the right activities so you can go ahead and close it for once? Not enough of us are actually experiencing achieving things. Because we're always focused on the problem. Because too many people are so intimately familiar with problems, we have no clue about how to think about solutions. And that tends to be an everyday occurrence, whether it's just in our heads or we do it out loud when we talk to people. We love talking about problems. We like to gossip about problems. We like to we, we like to assume about problems like we like to make a problem bigger than what the actual problem was. Right. It's so easy to assume. It's so easy to conflate a situation. Here's the issue with that. When you decide to build a side business and you decide to actually step out there and create something that you want to do, here's the one issue about being so well-versed in problems. Your business is always going to have problems. <laughs> the smart person who's been exercising their mind, 
the right way is always going to be pushing towards solution-based thinking and action. So you can't have a successful full-time entrepreneurship or a successful side business if you're not practicing really good habits on your day job, in your everyday life. It's pretty hard for you to have a successful side business. really is. Much less talking about a full-time entrepreneurship. It's hard. So what we've got to do is get really good at mentally locking in that I woke up today and I will practice solution-based thinking. What does that mean? It means I can safely assume there's going to be some problem that's going to pop up today, (laughs) right? I can safely assume that there's going to be some challenge that I'm going to run into. I can safely assume that I will be presented with something that will cause a conflict, right? You can safely assume that. Here's the difference. If you can safely assume that, then why don't we start getting more focused on the solution-based train as opposed to wallowing in problems? See, I don't think we 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 um count the cost of our attitudes, our behaviors, and our perspectives until we want to build a business, start a side business, until we want people to support us, until we want something from the market, we don't count the cost of how we think every day, what we show up and talk about every day, the way we process things every day. We don't realize that will be even more of a challenge when you start that side business. Hey, I know you're enjoying this episode and I want to say thank you, but if you're like the people that I know, and I think I know you pretty well, you're actually enjoying this and there's other people like you who would like to know that this is something that you pay attention to. So guess what? I need you to hit the subscribe button, but also hit the notifications bell. So that way you always know when we're dropping something new, but also, also, which is more important, share this with somebody that you know is interested in this type of conversation and content because I guarantee you will add a level of understanding and communication that you probably are looking for from those individuals anyway. And the other cool part is you all will be learning together. So go ahead and subscribe, hit the notifications bell now. And guess what? You constantly be reminded of when we drop new content like what you're watching right now. Let's get back to the episode. So if you are or you're constantly around people that all they do is talk about problems all day and they never get to solutions, you've got to change your circle and the way you talk to yourself because you've got to start focusing on being the person who's going to be less intimate with problems and more intimately focused on having solutions or at least being willing to talk about solutions in your every day. Again, uh, you can always assume there's going to be a problem. You got a flat tire this morning. The kid got sick at school. Um, You know, something messed up at work today. Presentation didn't go right. Or somebody got a, a, a the wrong email. This got, you know, conflated out of control. Listen, there are always going to be problems. 
Do you know the people that are winning? The people that are actually winning are the people who are always going to be focused on the solutions to the problems that keep being presented. That's the gig when you start talking about building a successful side business. Because let's paint this picture for a second. If you work an everyday day job, right? You already going to have the problems at work, but here's how you start to leverage your job to help inform how you need to handle and operate your side business. You know what you need to do? You need to go to work every day thinking, I am going to ensure that I provide a solution to whatever problems arise at work today. Did you know that some people have gotten really good at keeping a problem going. I've seen it. Maybe you've never seen this at work, but um, let me unpack something. And maybe, maybe while you're at work, you'll see this. Hmm. I have literally seen problems pop up at, at work, right? And I watch certain influential people keep the problem going not because of anything else, but if that problem continues to persist, it keeps them relevant in their job because they have a need or they have a fear that if that problem goes away, this job won't need me anymore. Oh yeah, you. we can actually break down and start to analyze human behavior based on what people keep going around them, right? If there's always chaos around certain people, it's probably a safe bet that they don't know how to live without chaos. <laughs> they haven't figured out how to function without problems. So they look for problems and they gravitate to them. And I've seen this happen so many times where it's easier to keep a problem going than to be the person that comes to work every day and says, you know what? My job is to work myself out of a problem because my value is in the fact that I know how to bring solution. As opposed to seeing that a problem could be fixed, but I'm going to find and create more of a problem and exacerbate the problem and find nine of the people to talk about the same problem on the next nine calls. And I feel like I've worked all day today. No, you haven't. You've just spent an entire day talking about one problem in nine different ways. That's not work. That's called chaos. Anyway, <laughs> think about that while you're at work. But here, here's the kicker. The kicker is, if you're going to be a person who's going to start to focus on being solution based and action oriented while you're at work, but while you're building your side business or whatever the case may be, here's a couple of things I want to give you. Cause, cause the, if, if you do these things and make it a part of your habit, in, in fact, I'm reading a book right now, the power of habit. If you haven't heard of this book, go, go pick it up. Why we do what we do in life and business. Go check it out. It, it's a really great book. The Power of Habit. It, it's a great book. Charles 
uh, Duhigg. I hope I'm saying his last name right. Charles Duhigg. I'll I'll put the the book in the link in the description below. But it, listen, we we have got to become the the ultimate version of solving problem person in our life. If you want things to take off in your life this year, if you want to find out just how much of a bad woman or man you are, start getting good at bringing solutions. Now, there's no reason to wait. Every problem that arises, because they will show up, you know that already. If you've been alive two seconds, there's a problem going on in the world, right? The reason, let me, let me, let me give you, let me give you some context from an industry standpoint. Um, Tesla was named the most, uh, uh, efficient and economic something, uh, automobile, uh, company on the planet because there's one thing that Elon Musk, a Jeff Bezos, a, you know, these, these powerhouse people, there's one thing that they have in common. They're actually trying to solve a problem. There are going to be a million problems that pop up, but they approach those problems with solution-based thinking. They don't approach problems to just talk about a problem. The problem pops up. Look, look at it this way. Years ago, Elon Musk said, I want to create an eco green friendly automobile company. I'm going to build the first luxury, the first luxury electric vehicle. Now, 10, 12, 13 years ago, that was a joke. Luxury and electric vehicle. Get out of here. Nobody's trying to hear that. Therein lied the problem. Not only meant, meant, the problem wasn't just people's mentality towards it. The problem was technology. The problem was the how. The problem was um, financially. The problem was getting an entire human race to believe that this is even possible. But Elon Musk and other people who actually achieve stuff in their life, they don't focus on the problem. They focus on waking up every day and saying, I am going to work one step closer towards the ultimate solution. Because they wake up every day as a human saying, I am solution based, period. Yes, tell me the problem but let's have a conversation about how we're going to solve it. Not nine hours of the same problem now compounded into 12 different things. You ever, you, you've played, you know, the telephone game, right? Or, you know, and in 12 people in a circle, you pass one thing down to one person. And by the time it comes back, you know, it started out, the train is black. And by the time it got back to that person, there's a blue sky with, pinwheels in it. Nobody said anything about a blue sky and pinwheels, but it's because we like to interpret things based on the, our filter. And then our filter is the way we speak to the next person. So we conflate things that really shouldn't be. 
Thus today, the most powerful electric vehicle is the Tesla Model S. It is luxury, it is awesome. And what did it do? It forced and pushed every other automotive company to follow suit. Ladies and gentlemen, there's more electric vehicles on the planet now than there were 15 years ago. Do you not think that Elon's ultimate solution driven action oriented life has created one of the one of the milestones in human history? I would say so. It doesn't matter what you think and like and or dislike about a person. What you got to respect about people who bring solutions to the market is that they are willing to do it day in and day out and not waver based on the next problem that shows up. So while at work, <laughs> while you're at work, you got to start being a solution oriented person. You got to start being the man and the woman of action. You got to start being the person that is that tires from talking about a problem. Even if you got to say so out loud. You've got to become the person who's more focused and entrenched in being intimately familiar with solution based thinking. Let's talk about how we do that. The first thing you got to do is get a clear understanding of the actual problem, not people's assumption of what they think the issue is. See, if we don't start actually asking better questions, we will never get down the root cause. Um, those who are engineers, those who are um, heavy into like code and those types of things, they're really good at root cause analysis. They have to be. Would you want a structure that is going to be 80 stories tall to not be foundationally strong enough to handle 80 stories of a structure and thousands of people going into that building a day? I think foundationally we would want who's ever working on that to be root caused. They're solution oriented. They're focused on the solution to the problem of how do we put a building right here that is strong enough to hold 80 stories above it. Don't you think you'd want that person focused on the solution and not just the problem? I think you would. Happens around us every day. You've got to show up to work like that every day. You also got to show up at home like that every day. Yeah, I'm talking about home life too. Absolutely. Because the one thing I know is that for those of you who are starting or exploring or looking at building a side business, if you do not become the person of value at home who's saying, I bring solutions to our problem. I am strategically thinking about, I know every day from 
this time to this time, the kids are at school, but from this time to this time, they gotta be somewhere. How can I get more efficient about making sure that they get where they need and picked up and brought home and get dinner and all that stuff on the table and get them to bed on a certain time? You have to become a person of solution instead of just complaining about how busy things are. You gotta start saying, what can I do to make this process more efficient every day? Ladies, y'all are really good at that as mamas. Let me just tell you that right now. Let me just tell you that right now. Go ask a woman how to become more efficient when she's starting to care for, especially a single mama. A single mama can, my God, she can get a whole lot done, right? But my point is, you gotta start becoming a person of solution every day, like right now. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Whatever that problem is at work, whatever that thing is that's happening right now, whatever that issue is that you're dealing with at, at home in life, become a person of solution. Start, put it this way, start stacking up. And if you got to write it down, write down 10 different things that you can do as a solution to that one problem. Get clear on it. Don't use assumption. Don't assume something. Go find out what the actual problem is and then turn off that dialogue of the problem and turn on what can we do about it now. And here's the thing I want us to think about when we start thinking about solutions. A lot of times people, and this is number two, it's easy to get caught in a trap talking about solutions with the assumption in your mind that somebody else is going to fix it. Mm -mm. Did you realize that you can actually own a lot of the things that are happening around you, but just ensure that you're leading the charge on getting it done? As opposed to saying, well, here's a solution, but that's going to take this person, this person, this person, this person. So we're not doing it. No, 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 no. How about if it's going to take those two or three people to get that thing done at work? Why don't you lead the charge and go talk to those two or three people so that that thing actually gets done? See, that's a different level of showing up to work every day. But it will bode well for you as you build your side business. That's just a skill set that you've got to you got to build. That's an action lifestyle that you've got to start creating more and more and more in your house, in your everyday life. You've got to get better at solutions. That's number two. Number two is turn off the problem when you get clarity and start writing down as many solutions that are possible. Number three. In order to start becoming more of a solution oriented person and ensuring that you take care of the things that you need to, here's the third thing that you got to do. And this is just as important as one and two. You have 
to start moving now on the options that you came up with as solutions. You know, one of the interesting things that I have found um, that people do at work all the time. Most of us have been incentivized since we've been in, in, in elementary school, by the way. We've been incentivized on right and wrong. Did you get it right? So if you got it right, you got a gold star, right? If you got it wrong, you got an X. If you did right, you know, with this particular assignment, you got an A. If you didn't, you got an F. If, you you know, on and on, right? Like we've, we've incentivized right and wrong. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be thinking about what's right and what's wrong. Here's the one thing that we've got to change as an adult, right? Because unfortunately, corporate has also taken that same uh, uh, way of thinking in, and pushed that on, on, on employees every day. So thus, many people won't try something because they're afraid of getting it wrong. Hey, listen, if you're enjoying this episode, and I know you are, there's something that you could help me out with. So right now, I am looking for couples, yes, couples who do business together and have a thriving, successful business. Do you know somebody? Does somebody come to mind? Well, great. Here's what I would like for you to do. Make sure that you share this episode or down below, there is actually a form that they can fill out and let us know a little bit about their business and what they actually do together. And guess what? You might be the reason that they're actually a guest right here on the World of According to Chris podcast. That's right. You could be that reason. So if you know a couple who does business together and does pretty well, I'd love to be able to have them on the show and talk with them so that we can all learn together. Because I am sure you're probably wondering, man, is it possible for me and my lady to actually build a business together. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, my wife and I are doing it together and we are absolutely loving it, but there are so many more couples and I want to make sure that we highlight them. And I know you know some, so go ahead, let me know down below. Also make sure that you get them the form down below and make sure that they fill it out. Let's get back to the episode. So here's what you got to do. After you come up with a list of possible solutions, you need to take immediate action on going and trying those solutions. Why? Because if you want your side business to ever be successful, if you want to be successful at work, if you ever want to go even to full-time entrepreneurship one day, if that's what you desire, some people don't. And I don't blame those who don't. Don't let people like, you know, shame you because you don't have a side business. That's, that's, that's not a thing. But if you don't start learning to experiment with multiple solutions and being comfortable with failure, you will always play it safe. And the safest game that a lot of people play at work is getting somebody else to do it so that if it goes wrong, it wasn't me. That game is being played right now as I speak. As you're listening to this or watching this live on YouTube or wherever you're watching this, that game is being played right now. I'll talk about it, but I ain't gonna help out with the solution because if it goes south, I don't want my name in it. My name Bennett and I ain't in it. We've heard all that kind of stuff that we do, right? 
And we watch people deflect responsibility and ownership for fear of being wrong. Never once thinking about sometimes we learn more in what we fail at than what we actually get right. Some of you know from a sports perspective, Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors, greatest point guard I've ever seen walk this planet. Um, he crossed a huge milestone. Over 200,000, just shy of 3,000 three points made ever in history of the game of basketball. He passed Ray Allen, who owned the top spot. You know the number that we don't like talking about, though? That's a great number. We don't like talking about how many shots he took. Right? So we love talking about, oh, Steph Curry has finally passed Ray Allen for the most threes ever made in, a, in, a, in, a, in history. You know what you should be focused on? How many shots did he have to take to cross over 3,000? Oh, that number is over 7,000. Yeah, by the way, it's more than that. I would say it's probably closer to 12,000 shots because no one's counting how many shots he's put up in practice. How many shots he's taken since he was in high school and in college. See, Steph Curry passed Ray Allen because he was willing to fail enough to get there. That's an interesting concept, failure. One that does not get promoted at your job too well. Trust me, I know. We don't promote failure because we look at failure as catastrophic. As Because why? Because we've been taught since elementary school right and wrong. And somebody determines what right is. So you're always going towards that person's right as opposed to realizing that the greatest learnings you will ever have in life is when you fail. When you fail at something, do you know why failure is a great lesson that you can learn from? Because it means you actually attempted something. That's why failure is great. It's because at the end of the day, the, 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 the billionaires, the, the millionaires, those, those who are who are who are having a great life, who've had full people who have a full life experience are trying so many different things and they're failing at a lot of stuff. But when they look back at their life, they're like, man, I'm so glad I did it. Because they're learning things. So unfortunately, I feel like a lot of times we get into our corporate jobs and we're just I just want a safe role. I don't want to rock the boat. I just want to keep doing my job. I just want to go to work and I want to come home. But you're also miserable and you're frustrated. Tell me how that works out. You've suppressed your ability to feel for being safe. When a problem pops up at work, you deflect. You don't even show up to the conversation to figure out how to solve the problem. Because you don't want to risk being wrong. Well, I'm sorry. Some of the most important impact, impactful people 
have shown up to create and do some of the most incredible things that have ever been done in human history because they attempted it. Einstein, light bulb, you've seen the quote before. I didn't, you know, learn something from the one time I got it right. I learned something from the 10,000 times I got it wrong. That's what led me to write. So you have to be a person who becomes more intimately familiar with solution-based thinking and action orientation than you are intimately familiar with problems around you. Let me say this as well. If you spend more time involved in a deep discussion about other people's marital problems, other people's relationships, if you know more about a celebrity's problems financially, marriage, the cars, their houses, who they were seen with, you're, you're spending an absorbent amount of time outwardly focused. If you decide to build a side business, you won't have time to, 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 to do that. You'll have to spend much more time being solution focused because when you start a side business, problems are going to pop up. Problems with time management, problems with your budget, problems with whatever the thing is that you're trying to provide to the marketplace. Problems with potentially inventory, if you have a physical product, problems with your software, if it's like a system, you know, software as a system kind of product that you might have. You're going to have problems with getting something created. So maybe the problem is I don't have time or I don't know. I don't have the expertise to get this digital product built, but I'm going to have to. But I need to go out and pay somebody. Where do I go look to pay somebody? You're going to have to become a person who is focused on solutions. Not problems. I know this might feel, you know, a little, little different, but I. I I want to be, I want us to be better so that as you go through life and experience things and you, and maybe you decide, right. And I've got a, I've got a, I've got some things coming up that I'm going to help you and I'll be announcing them soon, but I got some things that are going to help you even just explore about building a side business or, or those of you who are like, yo, I started one, but I'm struggling. I got something coming for you. That's going to help you out. But I need, we have to get better up here in our mindset about how we approach our everyday world. Because you got to start seeing the way you show up every day and realizing the pattern in that. And some of us are going to have to disrupt some of those patterns. We're just going to have to. We're going to have to disrupt the way we show up every day. Otherwise, when you start that side business, it will last less than a month. And then you will tell yourself an excuse and another problem. Well, because I couldn't get this, this is the reason why my business didn't stay up afloat, right? And what it is, is it really came down to a couple of things. You weren't willing to do what it took to solve the problem that you ran into. That's the only difference. You can go... You can go spend your time on on social media, 
um, salivating over the life of other people and other people telling their stories. And you go, oh my God, I can't believe that they, they dealt with that or they've been through this or they did this. You know what I hear when I hear people talk about that? Wow, that is a person who is intimately more familiar with their, their solutions in life than the problems that they ran up against. Do you know, I, I heard about a woman and got a chance to listen to a woman, her name is Terica. She is an incredible, phenomenal investor in real estate down in Louisiana. And you know, she actually lived under a bridge for some time in her life with her children. She lived under a bridge with her friend, with her family, with her children, and she was homeless. Now she is one of the top real estate investors in Louisiana as a black woman. Let me ask you a question. How do you go from homeless living under a bridge to a top real estate investor in the same city that you lived under a bridge in? Is it possible that she stopped focusing on the problem which she faced long enough to start finding solutions to get out of that problem? And then she just kept stacking that habit over and over and over and over and over again until she is where she is today. I would tell you, I think, that's probably why she is successful right now. And I am telling you, that's the only way you're gonna learn how to leverage your job more, how you're gonna become more of a person of value at work. And if you decide to start a side business, that has to be the lens that you go into that business day one. I'm bringing a solution. My, my business is bringing a solution to the marketplace, but I am also being bringing solutions to the problems that pop up as a result of my business bringing a solution to the marketplace. <laughs> okay? Oh, um, let me say that again. Because you're gonna, you have to be a person more intimately with, with solutions than problems, when you gotta think about the, the side business you're trying to build, the business you're trying to start is a solution to the marketplace. But if you don't start focusing and becoming the person that shows up every day as a solution-oriented person, your business is gonna create problems that you're unwilling to solve. So your business is supposed to solve problems in the market, but you have to be the person and the leader who's solving the problems that your business pops up that constantly show up in order that your business can solve the problems in the marketplace. Do I need to say that again? Don't let that go over your head. The business that you start solves a problem in the marketplace. But you have to become the leader that is solution-based oriented and a person of action because there are gonna be problems that your business poses while your business is solving problems in the marketplace. Let me give you an example. We used to use taxis, right? We used to use taxis, yellow cabs. Technology and an idea met 
and disrupted the transportation of taxis and it was known as Uber. Uber's a great idea. Let other people leverage their already existing vehicle, create a piece of technology that can control as the container the pass-through of person needs a ride and person has a car. <laughs> create a piece of technology that can facilitate that conversation, done. Right? We're solving a problem in the marketplace. But uh, I think if you've seen the history of Uber, haven't there been problems as they've been solving a problem in the marketplace? Haven't there been problems internal to Uber? By the way, aren't there problems to a lot of companies internally? Google has its own internal problems. While they actually provide a solution in the marketplace that of a search engine, right? My point is your business, your side business, your everyday showing up to your day job, you have to become a person who's focused on solutions instead of constantly going round and round about the same problem. Just because you went from meeting to meeting to meeting yesterday, talking about the same problem, doesn't mean you actually worked. No, it just means you pushed the same problem from the, from the 11 a.m. meeting to the 1 p.m. meeting, to the 1.30 meeting, to the 2 o'clock meeting, to the 3 o'clock meeting, to the 3.30 meeting, to the 4.15 meeting, to the 5 o'clock meeting. You just kept pushing the same problem. It has to start to occur to you that I am the person that's bringing solutions. So if I run across a problem and a problem crosses my path, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to be focused on how do we create a solution. So let me run through the last, the three things I mentioned that you need to do. Again, the whole point of this is you've got to, don't be the person more intimately familiar with problems than you are with solutions. Your life will suck as a result. You won't be able to start a side business that'll be successful. And more importantly than that, you know what's going to happen? You will become the type of person that is always finding problems in the world. That's all you do. Right. And then you'll find clicks in places where that's all we do is talk about problems. If all you do is watch the news all day, it's a bunch of problems. Do you see a lot of solution conversation happening on the news? Nope. They just tell you about the problem that happened. But they will highlight every now and then a person that's trying to bring a solution to a particular problem. You need to be that person at your day job. You need to be that person in your side business. You need, to, you need to understand that your responsibility is to be solution oriented. You need to understand that everything from your daily life to your relationships, you need to challenge yourself to wake up every day and go, I am the solution. Yes, there's going to be problems that pop up. So here are the three things I mentioned. I'm going to mention them again as we wrap up. Number one, you got to get very clear on what the actual problem is. Please stop going off of um, the conflated assumptions of other people about the actual problem. Find the root cause of the problem, whatever it is. If it's at your job, a process, a tool, a technology, whatever you're dealing with, right? What is the root cause of the problem? 
and then immediately pivot, write down many multiple different ways of creating solutions to that. And like I said with the third, you've got to start taking action now. Go experiment with some of those solutions. It is okay to fail. Give yourself permission to try something different, even if it goes wrong. Okay, that's fine. Well, at least I'm the one out here doing something. So what it went wrong? So what it was bad? So what it didn't communicate the way you wanted it to? So what it didn't get the views that you were looking for? So what that everybody doesn't understand? So what? Well, I've heard, I saw the greatest quote a couple of months ago. Instead of raising your volume, just improve your argument. Don't get mad because somebody doesn't understand. Improve the argument and people will get it. Don't conflate a problem. Start focusing on solutions. Don't get upset that you tried something and it failed. Be happy that you tried something to begin with. You learn so much more when you fail. So much more. Do you know that, do you know when you teach your children to ride a bike, guess what the assumption is when the first day they say they want to ride a bike? Take a wild guess. They're going to fall off this bike. Do you know what you do as a result of them saying they want to ride a bike one day? Do you know what we do? We give them elbow pads. We put a helmet on them, right? Some of us, we so worried about them breaking something, we put a, fe- a football chest plate on them, right? We give them knee pads. We put the soccer shin guards on them, right? But what we do, what do we not do? We don't stop them from attempting to learn to ride a bike. Because what do you know the moment baby girl says, I want to learn to ride a bike, mommy, daddy? She's going to hit the car. She's going to hit the tree. She's going to fall off the curve. She's going to skin her knee. Okay. You go into that knowing there's going to be a problem. But you're more, you're more after her gaining the experience and seeing her confidence grow when after she fails enough times that she finally gets it right. Interesting how we can see that with our children, but then we become grown adults and so mature and we run from anything that would cause us to fail. I'm I'm just saying, it's important to be more of a solution-based person and people who are more solution-based, they fail a lot. They fail a lot. That's okay. At least they're trying. The man in the arena getting his face battered and beaten is much more important to human society and much more important to hope and possibilities than the people in the stands talking about what they would have done if they were in their position. Interesting that you're not. You ever notice that people who would say what they would have done had they been him or her? They're saying it from the position of not being there. You go be that person for once. You go get in that arena as T.E. Lawrence. Go read the quote from T.E. Lawrence. Go get in the arena. 
And then you tell me, based on the person who's out here trying to provide solutions in the world, if you would have chosen something different. You don't know because you're standing on the sidelines talking about the problems as opposed to being a person who's actually bringing solutions. I want us all to be better. Again, if you start a side business, if you decide that, hey, I want to just show up better at work, I promise you this is one of the best things you can do for your sanity, for your experiences, and for you to level up this year. Stop being so engaged in problem conversations. Start being a person of action and solution-based thinking. That's what I got for y'all today. I think it's important. So listen, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, I have so many cool things that I will be announcing very, very soon. I'm telling you now, subscribe. Make sure that below this conversation, leave me a comment. Tell me where you're going to be focused now more on being solution based. Is it at home? Is there a specific thing that might be happening at home that you're saying, oh, I got to I got to start bringing a solution to this. Right. I am not saying that people are going to like you being a solution to a problem because not everybody's open to solutions. Okay, but everybody is a lot more happier when things get done. You you can you can kill a lot of arguments if you focus on being solution based. But if you're more worried about being right. Than bringing a solution. You'll get what you got. Focus on solutions, yo. Solution based thinking will make your life so much better. Solution based thinking will put you in the driver's seat no matter what the circumstance is. I didn't say you won't feel. You have emotions, you're human. You will feel a certain way, but you gotta not allow the emotion of how you feel dictate what you do. You gotta be more solution-based in all that you do. So leave me a comment down below. Let me know what you like about this. This has been another episode of The World According to Chris where we help you build and start the perfect side business. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you are listening to the replay, please give us a thumbs up, give us a share, like, or subscribe. I would also appreciate if you would leave a comment. By the way, if you're listening to this on my podcast right now, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever, leave a rating, leave a comment. Listen, it lets other people like yourself find the show, all right? So, hey, make sure that you do that. Make sure that you are sharing this information if you enjoy this content. Thank you so much for tuning in. And with that being said, you have a great, incredible day. Go out there and figure out who you can help and how you can help them. This has been the World According to Chris podcast. Have a good one. Hey, listen, if you're enjoying this episode, and I know you are, there's something that you could help me out with. So right now, I am looking for couples, yes, couples who do business together and have a thriving, successful business. Do you know somebody? Does somebody come to mind? Well, great. Here's what I would like for you to do. Make sure that you share this episode or down below, there is actually a form that they can fill out and let us know a little bit about their business and what they actually do together. And guess what? You might be the reason that they're actually a guest 
right here on the World of According to Chris podcast. That's right. You could be that reason. So if you know a couple who does business together and does pretty well, I'd love to be able to have them on the show and talk with them so that we can all learn together because I am sure you're probably wondering, man, is it possible for me and my lady to actually build a business together? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, my wife and I are doing it together and we are absolutely loving it, but there are so many more couples and I want to make sure that we highlight them and I know you know some. So go ahead, let me know down below. Also, make sure that you get them the form down below and make sure that they fill it out. Let's get back to the episode.